Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Matt Rashavi. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling If I listened to something else and pretended it was your show, would that count? Would you then stop bothering me? Uh, no. No, chances are I'd, I'd still keep bothering you about it. Hey, have you heard the show? Uh, but anyways, uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll start with the checking in segment this week. Um, and I want to know, you know, how was your Halloween? Mine was awesome. I had a good one. Uh, went up north. Went to the north shore of uh, um, and up to Duluth in Minnesota. Um, and loved it. Had a great time. We'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. But I wanted to do this quick news story that I had just read. Um and and actually had been hearing a lot about it today. And I'm sure it's going to make all the all the rounds of the news circuits if it hasn't already. But um, if you're, you know, I ask how your Halloween was because I think it's got to be better than this poor seven year old, <laughs> which is there's this. I'm sure you've heard this. This woman in Texas, 35, has been arrested after pointing a loaded gun at a seven year old child who was just trick or treating. Now listen in. Her defense, no, no, I can't be in defense of, of this of this woman, but um, so the woman it is said that uh, neighbors reported that her front light was on at the time, and then she was yelling at trick-or-treaters coming onto her property. So this is the thing, you know, and that's the detail, the por- porch light was on. So she can't really be upset, you know, and maybe it was, you know, I don't know if there was, maybe kids were taking too much candy. Um in that case, I'm on her side. No, uh, but it's it's one of those things where, um, yeah, just don't point a gun at a seven year old ever. But so she was uh, upset and grabbed a shotgun and uh, and brought it out. And it sounds like there was probably a little bit of, um, you know, intimidation from the other neighbor too. Um, neighbor Connie Medina told news outlets that uh, you know she asked me who's in my driveway, and I was like, I don't know. And so it's like already, you're, you know, kind of messing with her a little bit. She said, fine, since you can't tell me, I'm going to go get my shotgun. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to laugh because that's actually super frightening, too. Um, and that is that, you know, I, I understand that Halloween is about getting some, you know, some tricks and some some tricks with your treats and some kind of horrifying experiences. But that one is uh, that's a little too much for me. Um, but yeah, so anyways, as I was, uh, saying, went up North, went up to the North shore, uh, with Paige, who, if you just listened to the last Halloween episode, you met her on that show. Uh, but yeah, we went and, uh, took a trip up there. Um, and also just a heads up too, before I go into, uh, more of the checking in, you know, daylight savings time ends this Sunday morning. So just giving you a heads up, make sure to, to move your, move, move your clocks accordingly. Uh, but yeah, so went up to the North Shore, went up to Gooseberry Falls. Um, some great highlights. One being, I saw a few kids at the shoreline, and they legit didn't know how to skip rocks. And I guess apparently no one ever taught them, so they Googled how to skip rocks on the good old internets. Um, I wanted to step in, but I was also so fascinated that I was like, hey, it makes sense. I mean, you can look up anything online and I do if I ever have a question on certain things you know the internet saves the day and it did in this case for sure um let's see what uh oh and also too on the Halloween trip I had a great Halloween I didn't do you know was thinking about maybe doing a couple costume parties um but ended up we went to this one 
place in Duluth that, you know, we watch people come in with these random, you know, really good costumes. We were talking about on this Halloween special that a lot of people were going to be celebrating this year. And I saw a good, a good amount of people. So it was nice to see that. Uh, but when I was outside of this bar, um, I was standing right outside and this car drives by and a woman yells out, happy Halloween. And then she chucks something at me and it, it felt because it landed in front of me. Uh, it felt and sounded like a heavy brick <laughs> not or rock. You know what I mean? I'm sure it wasn't a full brick. Uh, but then she kept driving and I see this old man that's walking, has had been walking in front of me. So I was like, Oh, and then I see, the woman in the car chucks something at him. I was like, oh no. It misses him and he's surprised. And she's like, she yells to him, it's candy. It's candy. And and she as it as the car drives off, she's like, it's a Kit Kat. And and then he actually turns back around to walk where the candy was thrown and picks up the Kit Kat and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> I guess my whole thing is like, you know, one, yeah. Maybe we could have gotten, you know, a couple of bruises from some candy pelts. But also, you know, he put it in his pocket. Is he, he couldn't possibly be eating that, right? And, and think that that's a good idea. Like, oh, yeah, this is a literally strangers with candy right here. Yeah, this, this seems legit. From there, let's go to some random TV news and uh, TV reviews as well. Uh, we'll go. We'll start with a little news, a little television news of a show that I'm actually looking forward to. Um, I love Eugene Levy, um, and I think I was first introduced to him probably by the American Pie movies, to be honest. And then, you know, SCTV obviously is a life changing show to check out if you haven't um but eugene levy has always been my favorite part of of so many things including even his little cameo in vacation is amazing um and so i heard this and it was one of those things i'm not usually a huge fan of travel shows but eugene levy will jet set around the world in an apple tv plus tv series called the reluctant traveler so I think that that's going to be great. Him doing that. Um, and uh, and it says, too, that he's confessed that he's not usually adventurous or well-versed in globetrotting. So um, definitely super relatable. And I'm looking forward to what comes out of that. So look for that show. That's The Reluctant Traveler. And, uh, and then also it looks like Dan Levy um, just got a show as well, which is a cooking show. So that is big, the big brunch that'll be over at HBO. And uh, so there you go. Two, two shows from the Levy family to check out. Um, as far as other things that I can recommend, I've been watching The Sinner, which if you haven't checked out that show, you have three other seasons to check out before this current one, this fourth one that's going on now. Um, and we're four episodes into the fourth season. Um, 
and it's Bill Pullman. He plays a detective who has, uh, you know, it's like every kind of interesting detective show that comes out. He's a detective with an interesting past and way of getting things done. But, um, but Bill Pullman can actually make this work. And there's something about him that is fascinating to watch. Um, so it's, it's, it's weird because it just seems so formulaic, but it's like, it, he is what makes it so different. And the stories and how kind of twisted the cases are, um, makes it more unique than your usual crime procedural. So check that out. That's the sinner. Um, and yeah, they just, this past week, uh, they did the fourth episode, which is really, really good. I've been watching the reboot of, I know what you did last summer. Um, I've only watched the first episode and Here's the thing. It's okay. It's definitely it's well made. It's super glossy, but it's they changed the story from you know I remember seeing the movie in junior high on VHS and being you know kind of kind of I don't know if startled or you know definitely unsettled by the fact that these four youngins hit a complete stranger and then try to cover up what they did. Uh, and cover up the murder. And this one, what they do is they change it where they hit this girl's sister, uh, they're twins, and they end up hitting and killing the bad twin. Um, they're not so morally... She's morally bankrupt, you know? So you're like, oh, well, you know, it's still awful, but it's like, it kind of lessens the blow, like, from them having killed a complete stranger and then maybe being stalked by the stranger. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was a little watered down. I'm not going to totally give up on it yet, but uh, but the first episode was definitely um, definitely a little rough. Let's move on to a little entertainment news, a little random entertainment news stories of the week. Uh, we'll start with this that I always, so I've loved, and this has been making the rounds this week as well. Um, I've loved the ending of Sopranos. We've talked about Sopranos a bunch on this podcast. Uh, the new movie, The Many Saints of Newark, I actually enjoyed some people um, very vocal about not liking it, but, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And uh, I thought like, uh, Michael Imperioli doing the voiceover was just a nice touch to it. It felt a little bit like it was a, you know, can, that was, that was the, the biggest connector for me to the original series. But the big thing was, is the way the finale ends of, you know, and the way they ended the show of The Sopranos, spoiler alert, which, by the way, it's been on, I think, for like 12 to 14 years, um, and at least since it's ended. So I'm sure you guys have had enough time to have seen that ending. <laughs> but uh, And the show's all about spoilers anyways. But um, the Emmy Award winner creator of the show, David Chase, finally confirmed. So if you hadn't seen it, basically... 
it's this big buildup. The crime boss, um, James Gandolfini, uh, who plays Tony Soprano, it's this big buildup. He's at a diner with his family, and it looks like it's amping up. And that you know somebody, some weird shady character is sitting at the diner, and this door opens where you know Meadow Soprano walks in, and you think it could be something violent and bad, and then it just goes black. It just cuts to black, and that's it. Show ends. It's over. Season's over. Series is over. And people actually thought at the time that power went out. They're like, what? No, I'm clearly missing something. But that was actually a stylistic choice that they did. Uh, and that I thought was was edgy and interesting. And they took a lot of chances by doing that. Because you could alienate a bunch of people, and they did, essentially. But the um, creator... David Chase finally confirmed that Tony died in the Sopranos series finale. Um, and for years, he'd always be asked about this and he'd never answer. Uh, but he's made it official. So anyone that had any questions on it can now be like, oh, good. He did die. <laughs> Not a good thing. But, you know, he is actually, he plays a character that is one of these anti heroes. So you're like, well, you know, it is, it makes sense that he would come to his, uh, his demise. Um, this, you know, we've been talking about her a lot in the last few podcasts. Kristen Stewart, she came out recently and said that she's only made five really good movies throughout her career, uh, but she hasn't specified which ones that she's done. But she said out of 45 or 50, she's um, only really made five. five. Five movies that she said from top to bottom, she's felt like the movie is, you know, a piece of work. So I thought that was interesting. So it's got to be probably the first five Twilight movies, I would assume. Uh, this one, I don't know how I feel about this, but John Hughes wanted to make a sequel to The Breakfast Club. Um, Anthony Michael Hall coming off of the success of the Halloween Kills movie, who, which he's great in, uh, and should check it out just for Anthony Michael Hall alone. Uh, but he revealed that the film was meant to follow the aging gang into adulthood. Um, and he said that Hughes wanted to always make that that movie. Um, and he wanted to update, give an update on how they all turned out as adults. And it would pick up with them in their 20s or 30s. Um, and he said that that was the last conversation he had with John Hughes about it. And that, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it would be interesting to see that. But there, there are some movies that I love so much from my childhood that if they, even if they did, you know, even if they had the original cast and you found like a script that he wrote. Um, Cause apparently they said, it says, cause as for if the script actually exists, it remains to be seen. But let's say if they found a John Hughes script, and they decided to get the whole cast back together. I still don't know how I'd feel about that um, because the movie means so much to me. I don't know. I'm one of those nerd purists, I guess. All right, now let's move to some comic books, some comic book reviews for the week. We got a lot of good ones coming out, um, including Dark Knights of Steel, number one um, of 12. This is a 12 issue series, uh, if it goes well. It's always funny when you see these um, comic book series being released as a 12 issue series, because I followed a few of them where I'm like really stoked on the idea and the book. And then if it doesn't sell well, that first couple issues, then it's, it becomes instead of uh, number 
number three of 12. It becomes number three of six. They immediately cut it in half. Um, but, uh, but hopefully this one goes well. It's, uh, it's a very, very um, cool reimagining of, you know, if, if Superman was born during the medieval times. So definitely check that out. Stranger Things Winter One-Shot just came out this week. Um, and this is where the kids that we all know and love from Stranger Things teach Eleven about Christmas and tell tell her about some some of their personal Christmas stories. Uh, really good issue. This is one of those things where when they started a Stranger Things comic book series, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But the art and the stories have all been really solid, and I have been converted. I like those those issues. They're definitely worth checking out. Uh, Swamp Thing number nine out of ten is really good this week. Um, they've gotten out of the they had a Suicide Squad crossover, and so they're out of that and kind of in the main story now of Swamp Thing, and kind of wrapping up this whole arc and run. So very good, uh, good series and worth checking out. Crush and Lobo number six. Um, anything with the character Lobo is good for me, including this, where it's his daughter and him and kind of kind of that building and getting to know more about their relationship is uh, is uh, is a good read. John Carpenter's Tales of Sci-Fi Hell, number seven, is really good. Um, great issue that came out this week. So there you go. Check those all out. Batman Reptilian, number five. This one I was talking about. I don't know if this was originally a longer series. Uh, but for me, if they made it a longer series, I would have loved loved that and preferred that. And you know, I spoke about this on an earlier podcast where this is you th- you're so used to seeing your favorite you know Batman characters or villains drawn a certain way, and then all of a sudden this kind of does it in a very unique, different way that is uh, refreshing to see for sure. Um, Tom King, who's a great comic book writer and has been working on some some great ones strange adventures his run of that was really good um human target number one just came out and that's going to be a 12 issue series as well um and is really good this is a character that first appeared in 1972's action comics number 419 and so it's kind of cool seeing him tom king's been doing that lately taking some old school dc properties and really kind of picking them apart and making them his own. So solid first issue. The art is really cool and retro, um, worth checking out. Uh, let's see, what else am I really into? Um, Task Force Z, I do really like. I thought that that was a, a solid first issue that came out last week. Um, and that was basically... You know, instead of like, you know, Suicide Squad being, you know, those ragtag villains, these are all mainly undead villains. Um, So pretty cool little horror take on that series. So there you go. Those are some great comic books that you should check out this week.
let's get into some advice. This is advice for the week. If you have any advice questions, uh, please feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That is notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, and we will try to answer any advice question that you have on a future episode. Um, these are some random ones that I actually scoured the internet with from other uh, advice columns that have been happening, happening currently. And one was, um, this person was talking about you know, living in the pandemic, as we all are, and talked about how she took up fish keeping. And I'd never heard of this thing. Um, and I was like, wait, this can't be like just keeping fish, right? <laughs> but it like, oh, is it just like a collector of the uh, of the band, of albums from the band, Fish? Uh, and it's not. It is li- literally just keeping fish in different fish tanks um, or in a fish tank. But what happens is, is people have been developing MTS. This is a legit thing uh, that I've been reading and doing research on um mts is multiple tank syndrome so if anything from this podcast from not good with matt you are learning what mts is and that this is apparently a thing <laughs> but where you end up collecting in this time you know where there's not a ton to do sometimes if you're not working um they're just collecting a bunch of tanks putting them in each room some people have them yeah one tank per room all over the place um and listen i get that i have I have a lot of different collections and um, hobbies. Like I have music, you know, VHS, DVDs, comic books. You know what I mean? So I get it. I'm not one. I'm certainly not casting stones or, or pointing fingers. Um, because maybe I would be an MTSer. You know what I mean? I don't know. You don't know. So, but this person wrote in and said that uh, they have one in each room. And then they even went so far to put one on their balcony outside. That's all kind of lit up. And they had a new neighbor move in to the neighborhood. And the neighbor asked them, you know, hey, do you have a a fish tank out on the balcony there? And she said to the neighbor, no. Just like was kind of caught off guard, kind of confused, and apparently just lied and just said, no, I don't. But she's wondering, you know, have you done that? Have you told just a dumb lie? And and then what can she do to correct that? Um, and this is pretty common. You know, uh, the best is because I've certainly, you know, done that sometimes too, where it's like, I'm not even thinking, I'm just kind of going off of autopilot. And it's like, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie. And then realize later, oh no, I haven't at all. You know what I mean? I was just so just assumed I had uh, the best though is when you see, cause I've seen people, you can tell when they're, when they're saying like, Oh yeah, I've seen that movie. You can tell that they haven't. So then I try to get more in the weeds with the details. Like, Oh yeah. What did you think about uh, when they got in a fight with that garbage monster? It's like garbage monster in the lion King. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so that, that just happens. I think, you know, you can one just tell your neighbor like, "Oh, I wasn't even, you know, really, really understanding what you were saying," or even just say like, "Yeah, I don't even know why I said that. I I do have, um, you know, a fish tank up there. You know, just just be honest and let them know. I'm I'm sure everyone has done that and just said the first thing that they've, you know, when they're asked something and not fully thought it out. So I don't think you have anything to worry about there. Um, and then listen, if they're not cool with it, then. Hey, they're not cool neighbors. Don't hang out with them. Um, 
All right, a woman wrote in wonders. So you have a woman who's got a little daughter, and the mom, the mom's mom, the grandma, wants to have a fun name for the granddaughter to call her, but she doesn't want to, but she wants her daughter to come up with the name. And the daughter's wondering, this is how confusing is this story, but the daughter's wondering, should she feel bad about basically telling her mom, you know, come up with the name on your own? Listen, I think the best way to handle this, as my voice just squeaked, I think the best way to handle this personally is say, okay, well, listen, if you want me to come up with it, I have one, and that's the only one it's going to be. It's going to be Banana Face. And or you just say some ridiculous thing that you know she would not want to be called with that would force her hand to be like, okay, I have to come up with my own name. I get it. I get what you're doing. I'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, and now we're moving on to the final segment of the week, uh, which people are like, oh, finally, Gil. Uh, which is movies, so some movie reviews. Uh, we'll get into that. I'm going to take a little sip of my coffee. If I just, I just poured it all over my pants. Sorry, I had to make you sit through that. All right, so uh, movie reviews. Let's get to it. Um, Evil Dead Rise. So this movie, I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. That's Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. You had the Evil Dead remake. You had Ash versus the Army of Dead, or Ash versus the Evil Dead, um, which is a great series that's on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Um, but the filming just wrapped for the Evil Dead Rise. So I saw this and mainly wanted to check it out because I was wondering if they're continuing the whole, you know, with Bruce Campbell and that whole series of, of films. But it's actually more on the reboot side. Um, and the Ash character doesn't look like we'll have any involvement um, as of right now. Um, a tweet from the director was eight months, one COVID lockdown, 6,500 liters of blood and more memories than my brain can even process. That is a wrap on Evil Dead Rise. Uh, thank you, New Zealand. It's been a blast. So they shot in New Zealand. So that's pretty cool. Also check it out. Um, you never know, too, because even the the reboot still had a little cameo from uh, from Ash so and from Bruce Campbell, um, which is, you know, that's awesome. So that could that could very well happen. Uh, this I thought was kind of cool, too, on the horror movie tip, which was Skeet Ulrich thought that the rest of the cast was ruining Scream when they were filming it by adding humor. Um, So that's crazy. He said that he thought that the movie was about two killers in high school. So he was going the serious route of researching serial killers and the psychology of them. Um, And then on day one of filming, that was when Matthew Lillard was talking about the ghost face first murder victim. Um, I think that's when he was doing the liver jokes, 
like liver alone. Um, but then he realized, okay, this is more, um, more jokey. And that's, I think what, what is part of the charm of that movie, to be honest. And it is that, that horror comedy that I think because I saw that at such a young age, those are now more the stuff that I gravitate towards that I really like is something that's scary, but is still doesn't take itself so seriously. And it's pretty funny too. Um, I saw two brand new movies that are in theaters. Um, and one actually, a guy that's known for doing the horror comedy and doing it right is the Edgar Wright in Shaun of the Dead, which is a great movie, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but uh, but it, now he's got a new movie that's called Last Night in Soho, and it's his take on Italian giallo horror movies, which is a great genre um, of horror movies that you should check out if you haven't. But this is very much a straight suspense thriller with horror elements on it um, and is not a ton of humor pumped into it, which is very surprising, but it's still really good and it is a fun time at the movies, uh, though it deals with some pretty, pretty dark issues. But uh, I, you know, as far as for ratings, good or not good, I'm going to give Last Night in Soho good. Definitely check that out. Um, Antlers is another one that I saw. That's got Jesse Plemons. Um, and yeah, it's really good. And the thing about this is it's, this is a straight, you know, horror over the top. This has some humor too. Um, but Jesse Plemons, I'm so used to seeing him, you know, breaking bad and in TV shows where there's like, you know, multiple seasons, multiple episodes. So it was kind of weird only watching him for 90 minutes. I was like, what, this is it. Uh, but yeah, really good. And um, who else is in it too? I think it's Carrie Russell. Um, just fact checking myself, but was really the whole cast was great. Um, and Graham Greene is awesome, and he just doesn't get in enough movies. I feel like, but definitely, yeah, it was Carrie Russell, and she's great in this as well. So there you go. Check that out. So that I will give good as well and in honor of jesse plemons i'll give it four out of five heisenbergs so there you go all right ladies and gentlemen oh and then quick uh they just announced boondock saints 3 is officially going to be start being made troy duffy wants to make it more of like a john wick type franchise so yeah we'll see about that there's a great documentary called overnight uh, that is about Troy Duffy and the making of Boondock Saints and how he's just kind of this notorious, um, difficult personality to work with. Um, so check that one out, too. Do, do some research on that. But yeah, apparently Boondock Saints 3 is is coming to us very soon. Oh, and uh, I'll try to cram in some more news stories before I go. Um, this I saw. I you You've always heard me talk about, you know, the battle of... Marvel versus DC and this is you know DC gets some rough reviews sometimes but I've always thought it's because DC kind of doesn't do the more traditional you know with Marvel you know kind of what you're getting I feel like as far as movies um and DC is just kind of all over the map sometimes you have just these random detours that are like ah that I don't know if that works but this it looks like Eternals is the first you know, score wise on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the first rotten that they've gotten in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's Eternals that comes out uh, today. 
All right, so there you go. That was the podcast for the week. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for checking it out. This was episode 28. 28 episodes. Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com for any comments, uh, advice, questions, anything at all. Feel free to reach out. And uh, thanks for Nalo and the unis, of course, for great music this week. And yeah, we'll see you in a week. I love you. Bye.